Wilson! 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 GIF, it's Manson Mitchell with Gary Manson, Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to jumpstart your weekend. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. Happy Friday. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together, we are Mance and Mitchell in your ears for the hour if our luck holds up. And of course, if we stay on the good side, technologically and otherwise, of Bad boy Benny Mathers at the board. Benny, how are you today, sir? I'm doing very well, you too. And uh, Suzanne, that was a little bit of a, a breathier intro for your name as usual. Oh, okay. It, it I'll keep very that like, in mind. Maybe Suzanne I'm just out of breath. Mitchell, maybe. Oh, Suzanne Mitchell. <laughs> in, you know, when we had our opening <laughs> drop here today of Wilson Wilson. Wilson, Wilson, that actually operated on two levels. One is our guest today is Deborah Wilson. Mm-hmm. The other level that it operates on, Benny, is that don't you feel like a bit of a castaway these days? Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, boy, don't you even go there. Everybody's on their own island, sheltering in place. I'll tell you, Gary and I, we ran three errands yesterday yesterday Mm -hmm. together one person waited in the car one person went into three different places and uh i brought my masks my mask and gloves Mm -hmm. and it is the fourth time i've been out for just one day (laughs) in the last four weeks to do a little grocery shopping Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but uh it just feels strange what a strange time we are living in yeah most definitely and i will give you the uh, applause for being the now veteran of the social distancing crew keeping your six feet gloves don't touch your face and uh wash your hands of course i mean all that good stuff so because uh, well, you know, we're a little bit ahead of the game than you folks down there in the south end of things. So uh, we're still, yeah, hanging out. Um, I actually built a fire pit yesterday in my backyard, so I had some time on my hands. You know, uh, <laughs> Washington State really deserves the applause. I've been watching the top ten states now for you know a couple of weeks, and Washington. Yes. There we go. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Washington, where it supposedly started mm-hmm. uh, has moved right off the top 10 list because they are doing so well yeah. with their uh, staying home and sheltering in place. And uh, I was glad to see it fall off the list. Yeah. Well, Florida, a, has, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Florida went to number eight. We finally are sitting at number eight, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, I'm really hoping, the best for Washington State, and my heart goes out to those New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. That is just uh, that is that's heartbreaking to see what's going on over there. Exactly, and, and uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, you know, we're just flattening that curve. I mean, you just kind of take yeah. a look at it and uh, setting the precedence as far as from us here, as far as our dad. You know, Governor Inslee. You know, thanks, Dad, uh-huh. making us stay at home. We're grounded, uh, yep. but it, it makes makes a lot of sense, and um, everyone's yep. doing. Uh, what we can. It does. It does. It really does. And now we get to turn to our honored guest of this hour. I'm lucky I get to spend an hour and another hour tomorrow with Deborah the whole Wilson. Weekend. The whole weekend with Deborah Wilson, Ooh. along with Breathless Mahoney over here. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he'd catch that. 
Deborah Addie Ann Wilson is a published author, speaker, coach, and contemporary spiritual teacher and healer. She started her career in the healing arts as a graduate from USC Dental School and used her teaching and healing gifts in that field for 16 years. Her path changed when she had a life-altering illness and subsequently profound encounter with the angels. Known as the intuitive spiritual and wealth coach, Deborah Adian Wilson inspires her international audiences and clientele to understand that it's truly okay to be spiritual and wealthy. Too often, people keep spirituality and wealth separate. But Deborah reminds us of our divine inheritance, teaching that our freedom comes from truly embodying both spirituality and wealth as one essence. She has a book. It's okay to be spiritual and wealthy, and she supports you with achieving more freedom and prosperity in all areas of your life. It is all connected. We'll be sure to give out her website and information about how to contact her during this hour, and we are very grateful that she's going to spend both Friday and Saturday with us today. Welcome to Manson Mitchell for Part 1, Deborah Wilson. Good morning. I'm so happy to be back here again with both of you and Benny. Hi, Benny. Hello. Thank you. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm I'm thrilled to be spending the the weekend with you. It was reminding me when I came to uh, to your home, and we ended up doing a three hour show because someone needed to not be available that day, and that was quite a show. Yes, it was. It was, and it was it was funny because you're one of those people that we have actually met in person at after being on the radio and we picked you up at the airport and we knew exactly who you were just from the photos on the websites. There's Deborah, there's Deborah. And we were so happy to have you with us. And we, we did feel like after all the times you were with us on air, we knew you, Yeah, you know, you, you, you can get to know people just from the telephone or the internet or, you know, some of these virtual ways, but it was also nice being in person. So well, Deborah, we're going. We are launching a very Deborah weekend here. Delighted to have you back with us, and I, I want to have a soft opening here because it's health related, and it's certainly not anything I anticipated. Within the last hour, it just occurred to me to ask you because I think there's a a comment to be made about the connection between our body, our environment, the way we treat ourselves, and it can be as something in the way of discovery as making a trip to the dentist. You graduated with the, in the program of hygienics from USC Dental School. You had that profession before launching into your bigger career and your presence on the planet. But I wanted to ask you, Deborah, when you were getting your college training and becoming a professional, were you aware at the time you were training of the connection between good dental health and the health of your heart, for example. Yeah, absolutely. That was definitely part of our training. And uh, for people who have had um, issues with their heart, some people will need to pre-medicate with antibiotic. And uh, there's so there's just so many relations there. And even they're now finding more than when I was in school of uh, related even to um, breast health. Um, uh, there's just there's, there's tons of things that, that are related to that for sure. Uh, and, you know, the great thing here, 
is that it's all connected. And I think that's the essence that the show is about, that this time period about, that this global experience is about, is that everything is connected and nothing is separate. Well, now let me ask you another question related to these times, and that is something we've been asking all of our guests lately, is what are you doing to stay safe from the coronavirus, and how is this affecting your life? Oh, it's a great question. Um, well, one of the things, uh, I, I came back into the country from Mexico actually a month ago, almost to the day, and uh, was going to be traveling a couple weeks later, which is kind of my norm. I spend time between Colorado, California, and Mexico. And I just knew it was not going to be the time for me to fly. Um, and so I've been hunkered down actually here in Boulder. Um, I am wearing a mask when I'm going out. I'm going out very infrequently to um, the store or things like that. I already started preparing when I was in Mexico and ordering some, if you will, supplies because I knew that as we were maybe reaching a peak in our area that that was going to be the time I wasn't wanting to go out. Um, I go out, thankfully I live right at the foothills. You two have been here and so I can go out and hike, although it looks like summer out there because so many other people are home and wanting to hike. So we tend to go in places where there's not a lot of people and we do wear masks. And it's so interesting because we started talking about the, the dental piece and it's just such a norm and so natural for me to actually put on a mask because that's what we did all day as we were working with clients. So it's so interesting that might be a little frustrating or hard for people, but it seems it's very natural for me to throw on a mask. Not very natural to be on a trail with a mask, though. So um, that's one thing. I'm just staying, staying put and, um, and really working on mindset and just um, not watching a lot of news. I think that's a practical tip for everyone. You know, we all at this time, I believe, should know what we should be doing, which is to really monitoring, you know, what we're doing and staying safe and staying home and um, hopefully not being part of the spread. And, and in doing so, um, we, we're going to know when it's time to come out. We're going to know the big ticket information items. And for me, I can't be watching the news. And this is something that I learned when I was really unwell, as you spoke of in the intro, is I needed to learn as a sensitive person, especially, and I do feel like we are all sensitive, that um, the inundation of news, and especially the focus on um, the chaos and, and the death and the illness, um, those are absolutely part of what's happening right now. And we can be compassionate and loving and supportive in any way we can. And we don't need to be watching the statistics every day, in my opinion, because I think that can really throw our emotional well-being off, which in turn creates more stress, which in turn lowers our immune system. So it benefits us to maybe touch in every once in a while, get a light sprinkling if you're feeling called, and then go back to doing the best you can with, you know, where you are. Well, I will admit to you to being freaked out several times, and it might have been a little bit too much news watching, but I can remember thinking to myself, I'm not ready to die. And these people are going, some are going in very short order. And I said, you know, I don't have my life together. And I, I canceled my cleaning people 
So I said, I'm going to do my own spring cleaning, just the way we used to do up north. Just a uh -huh. deep, deep cleaning, move all the furniture, you know, scrub everything in and out. And I start on that, and um, I, I'm still not finished. It's taken me a week because I'm doing a very detailed job with it. And it also keeps my mind occupied because when I'm not occupied with projects or cleaning, then, you know, all of a sudden I find myself getting a little short of breath and going, oh, my God, what is happening in the world? Mm. So, well, you know, We're having I, I need that. Cleaning. We're having a deep cleaning. I love that, that kind of that metaphor because I think that's the invitation right now. Part of what I'm getting is that, you know, with this, if you will, time out um, that we are, we are getting, and yes, it's stressful. Every person is being affected in some way, whether that, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, um, you know, with their, their finances. I mean, it is, it is a ripple throughout the globe for sure. And one of the things that um, was said to me from beautiful, our beautiful angel spirit is that what a great equalizer this is. And this is really such a time to understand that you know, it doesn't matter where you live, Earth is really our home. Uh, it's, you know, yes, we can say United States or Denmark or Holland or Japan or China, but the truth is there are no borders. If this virus is showing us that there are no borders, truly. We are all so connected, and so many people, the globe really is being impacted. And so, you know, in a way, there's no them, there's, there's we, there's us, and in that, I believe we're having this great reckoning where we get to kind of take tally of one's life clean you know, metaphorically as well as actually physically, what are we doing? Is, is our house how we want it? Is our, our relationships how we want them? Are we, are we working in the fields that we long to, to be in? Like, you know, I've longed to paint, and that's something that has, has really risen up for me as, as almost a have to. It just is really great for my soul during this time. And I was remembering, um, Gary and Suzanne, this kind of reminds me, I was thinking about this this morning, what came in, is, we were on a call one time, and a gentleman had called in, and he was really upset that he had gotten fired from a job. And um, instantly the hit I got was, how long has he wanted to quit that job? And so that's what I asked him, and it seemed completely, you know, um, not very kind to ask that, but he said instantly three years. And so we moved through that conversation on air of what an amazing benefit that was that his boss fired him and that he had this new beginning. And, and, and with great compassion, I'm saying, we all have on some level some area in our life that we get to have a new beginning with. And I think that is part of this reckoning. That is part of the cleaning that we get to do right now. You have given me the perfect segue. Deborah. I am curious to know what you're able to glean, and of course you intuit so beautifully, but in your own estimation of this pandemic, do you see something that I only recognize within the last couple of days, to be honest with you? Do you see this as an opportunity for humanity, regardless of where your address is, but do you see the opportunities for people to essentially reboot their lives? A hundred percent, a thousand percent. Absolutely. And again, you know, we are, I feel like we're always being invited. You know, if you look on my Facebook page um, in the header, it's, you know, everything is an invitation to love. And, and it's not, it, that doesn't mean like, oh, I love what's happening. You know, I love that this is 
this is happening or people are dying or people have lost their job. That's not what it means. It just means can we come and be in a greater state of compassion and a a greater state of recognizing that everyone is our sister and brother, regardless of of skin tone, of borders, quote-unquote, of sexual orientation, of gender identification. None of that, none of that matters. What matters is that we are all in this together. And in fact, everyone, if you think about this, it's just a, a simple way to say it, everyone was born, came to this time, for this time. We are all, we're geared for this. We can absolutely get through this. We can not only survive this, but we can thrive through this. I, I found it so interesting that since I started this um, professional career as an intuitive coach, um, that often what came through spirit was, you know, people often thrive through many plagues, through many horrendous times during, you know, planetary shifts and changes in humanity. And, and this is no different. And I think also it's an opportunity to, to um, look at what death is. Um, you know, Baba Ram Das has done a lot of work, and of course is has now made his body um, transition around death. And, and it's interesting how in different cultures how we view death. And I think in the U.S., um, we're a little off in the idea of death. And, and this, um, this invitation also is that, you know, these souls are rebirthing. They're rebirthing into the infinite. And there is no suffering in that space. There is only love and expansion. And, and it's really those that are left behind that have the reckoning, if you will, to, to look at our suffering and missing. But it's also this opportunity to learn from people like me and you and, and other intuitives and mediums that those beings are always with us. They're not in the body temple, um, but they are with us. And we are going to have a human experience. If, if one of my friends or one of my family members um, transitions during this time or any time, you know, I will have a human experience of longing and missing them. And I also have the benefit of the knowing that they are with us and that we can communicate and we can have conversation and we can be with them. Um, And that takes time. We have to have a grieving um, process. But um, I really want to honor every being that is leaving the planet due especially to this particular virus um, is doing us a great service. They're really doing us a great service because we have such a fear of being ill. We have such a fear of death collectively that um, it is creating some suffering. And often it is through suffering that great changes are made. We can heal and we can shift through joy. And we often tend to heal and shift through the suffering environment, which is why this is actually going on. That is part of my insight that this isn't going to just be over really quickly, as you're seeing because we tend to, in our egoic human nature, to kind of go back to the status quo of what we were doing. And this invitation is saying, no, <laughs> no, we're going to keep this in your, in your mind's eye. We're going to keep this in, in your vision for a while um, for our invitation to wake up further. You know, Deborah, I, I was hanging on every word you were saying, and this idea of change being inevitable when we are kind of going along as we were with uh, the way life was and, and you know, watching our, our retirement funds go up and being well-employed and all the rest of it, 
Um, you know, you don't want to be involved in change because, you know, I'm, I'm liking the things exactly the way they are. It was uh, recently Dr. Anthony Fauci on TV was, uh, in answer to a question, said that we will not be going back to the way things were. So we are actually going to be entering a new reality. There may be a new reality, one of which I can well imagine, is that we will no longer shake hands. It, people won't be doing that kind of thing. And and so there might be some things which are culturally permanent in how it is that we're dealing with people. Mm. And I, I don't think we can go back to the status quo the way it was before the pandemic. I think this is going to be, as you were saying, a planetary shift which causes an entirely new reality in how we are living on planet Earth. And I, I, we were hearing for the last couple of years from some other guests that we had, we are at a crossroads. Are we going to be for humanity and for love, or are we just going to ruin this planet? And it's like Gaius said, no, 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 you're not going to ruin me. I'll ruin you. Hmm. And, well, and, and, yeah, exactly. And I don't know if it's ruining as, as, a, as opposed, I mean, because that's what the ego says. Oh, my gosh, this is, yeah, and, and rightly so in our human experience, this can feel scary, it can feel frightening, can feel terrifying. People who have already some level of trauma um, may be even, you know, re-traumatized. And I think that invitation that um, is the intention for me, for sure, in conversations with you and my clients and posting on Facebook and, and such is that this is a great time that we can focus on what's great and what's right and what's true. And we can focus on perhaps um, a simpler lifestyle. Um, right? There's, there's the simplicity that can happen. It gets really, really basic when you're feeling like you're in survival mode. Um, I remember talking to you all, I remember when I was 20 weeks pregnant, it was like 28 years ago, with my son, my first, and we were on Hawaii, uh, actually on the island of Kauai, and we were in a major hurricane, and we had no idea it was coming because I wasn't listening to the news at the time. And, um, and, you know, we, we went through it and we, we thrived. But at that time, it was like we really didn't have a lot of food and we needed to rely on um, the Red Cross for a couple of days when we were there. And water was not clean. Um, and it was nerve-wracking. And at the same time, it shifted and changed my life dramatically. Um, and this great appreciation for the simple, um, the idea of being grateful creates more prosperity for us. So... It can get really, really basic right now, and I think it's good that it does. You know, the, the shiny cars are the whatever we consider wealth. Well, we're getting a real um, bird's-eye view, an eagle's-eye view that our health is really, really important. I mean, if you don't have your health, what, what kind of wealth is there, right? So this idea of, of being in all of this and, and looking for the good and people are reaching out and people are cheering the, the first responders and people are perhaps even more um, thankful uh, for truck drivers. You know, if you meet, if some people would meet a truck driver in the world, they might be judgmental, you know, as, as what a low, low-lying low job or something. Are you kidding? These guys are heroes. These women are heroes. So I think it's getting really this this invitation to, to this calling of what is good and right and true and what is really important in our lives. And it gets really, really simple. 
You know, it's food, it's water, it's shelter, it's, um, it's connection, it's our relationships. So everything can be under the microscope right now to look at. Under the microscope to look at, that's a nice metaphor, Deborah, because what I have come to discover, and it didn't take this pandemic to get the message across to me, but I'm certainly reminded of fundamentals, the fundamentals of living. When you are in a set of extreme circumstances, as you were talking about 28 years ago, and now here we are again, a different set of circumstances, but still faced with the opportunity, it, it actually imposes itself upon us to look at our lives for all they are worth. And it occurs to me that if we are paying attention, simply paying attention in a set of circumstances such as we are facing right now, we can get to know ourselves pretty well. Yeah, and, and even more so. And, take, and really, we can get to know ourselves, right? And I want to say that with great compassion. You know, the invitation that I'm saying right now to people is, is to really, this is a great time to assess your life just from what's working. Great, keep that. And if something doesn't feel like it's in alignment and maybe hasn't been for a while, you can get really quiet through meditation, through quiet breathing, and whatever words that you use to uh, speak about spirit or God or source energy, angels, whatever it is, is your, your language. Uh, love is a great one. Um, you ask love, you know, how can I shift this? How can I change this? Um, what do I need to look at, you know, and, and how can this be different? And those answers will come to you. People can gain such great clarity and be living in much more bliss and joyfulness than they have. You know, I was thinking about some of the amazing people who are working from home who usually, you know, maybe drive an hour into work and, you know, a lot of congestion, of course, and more pollution through the cars and stuff. And they're doing work from home, and they're going to find, you're going to find that there are businesses who maybe not, are not needing to have their employees come in and, and need to feel like they need to babysit them and they have to be there 9 to 5. I think people are going to find that they're really productive. They're going to save some time in, in their journey to and from work that they could possibly be spending with their, their family, their children, their friends and loved ones, maybe taking up a hobby and doing something. So there's, there's a great invitation to what are we doing with our time? Because we're here to be in joy. We're here to be, we're here to continue to expand consciousness. We're here to be in connection and to really understand that we are all connected. We are all one. And everything is impacting everyone. Everyone. There's what no you, time. what you're saying about the job, I was talking to my uh, girlfriend in Chicago and she is having exactly that experience where she was going into work five days a week, 40 hours a week. And uh, now that she is home working, she is working every bit as hard from nine to five and sometimes into the evening and sometimes starting earlier, but no commute. And she had a fairly arduous commute, especially in wintertime with snow and ice and all of that. And she is just uh, almost amazed that she is doing as much as she ever did from home. Mm. 
setting setting up conferences and and dealing with people on the telephone. Well, she was always dealing with people on the telephone because she didn't have the kind of business where people came in. The only right. people that came in were the mailman and the delivery man. Right. And, right. And and she's able to do her job from home. And she's saying, I think I like this. Right. I think I like working from home. Yeah. And it, so it, you know, <laughs> hopefully other businesses will recognize that it can be done. And they don't need to babysit their employees. Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of um, opportunity for trusting and, yeah. and having faith in people and really seeing the good in people. Uh, and that's the essence for all of us, the good in ourselves and others for sure. So, yeah, there will be some major shifts with, with commerce and the way we do business. Um, and I'm, ex- I'm excited to see what that looks like. You know, when, one morning... Um, I heard Spirit say to me, let this time sculpt you. And I, I made it into a Facebook post. And I'm, even, I'm curious. I'm curious for me because we are all in this together. There's, there is no one who's, who's not getting this opportunity to be sculpted. And I love that word that came through. Um, and it helps me to be curious. You know, when I get a little off track in my own alignment during this time, um, coming back to that curiosity of I wonder what, will be taking place. I wonder what this collectively will look like. What will we be doing in regards to pollution? What will we be doing in regards to health care? You know, what will we be doing individually with our families or our, you know, our intimate relationships? Um, that curiosity for me inspires me and it feels, it feels very alive and it feels exciting. And, and I want to I speak to that idea of this time it doesn't have to be um, all sadness and gloom. It may be that, but it also can be joyful, and it's okay. It's almost like spirit wants to give us permission to experience all of it. Whatever that is for you, it's okay. Um, and there's an invitation not to dwell on everything being so negative, because we can be in joy. We can be home with our children or our partners, maybe more than we ever have, and create even more intimate bonds. And that can be joyful. So there's, there's such a contrast right now, and Spirit is really inviting all of us to be with it all, but don't anchor so long in, in, the, in the doom and gloom, because there is birthing that is happening. The universe is birthing and birthing and birthing, and it is this ongoing, um, expansive new beginning that's happening. And, um, and I, just, I pray that we all you know, get that ticket and, and, and take that ride to our fullest. Take that ride to our fullest. I like it. That's so filled with potential. I love it. We're visiting with Deborah Wilson. This is launching a very Deborah weekend. We're delighted to have Deborah Wilson back with us. And I know that you are gaining already from the insights that she has to share because that's what she does. That and so much more. Let us take a couple of minutes break, our only break of the hour. And when we come back, more with Deborah Wilson, including about how you can get up close and personal with her. We are Manson Mitchell, and you are attuned to Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. We'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to mansonmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mance and Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. 
Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. Happy birthday to you. My son Levi was so proud to turn three, but he will never get the chance to turn four. I'm Nicole Hughes, Levi's mom. And while on a family vacation, his childhood was snatched away when I turned to close a bag of chips. He was sitting on the couch surrounded by friends and I split a brownie with him. And then somehow he slipped out the back door unnoticed down a flight of stairs and fell into the pool. When I jumped in to grab my son, the other half of the brownie was still in my mouth. I never thought my child would drown, but I was wrong. Drowning is the single leading cause of death for children ages one to four. It is silent and fast, and it can happen even when you aren't swimming. Drowning is preventable. Please talk with your pediatrician about how you can keep your child safe. On Friday, Manson Mitchell welcomed back Deborah Wilson from Boulder, Colorado for a full weekend of angels and prosperity. Drop in for a high-octane discussion. And on Saturday, the metaphysical talk continues with Deborah, our holiday gift to you. Bringing you mastery and mystery since 2007. We are Manson Mitchell, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on AM 1150. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Deborah Wilson from Boulder, Colorado. We are triangulating between Seattle, Washington, Boulder, Colorado, and Sarasota, Florida. Deborah, if people would like to find out more about you, your book, you've got audio, you've got a book. In fact, you have a couple of books. And where can people find you online and how can they get connected with you? Well, I think a really fun way right now is to connect on Facebook for sure because we're all so alive in social media and even on um, Instagram is a great place too. My website, or one of them, is angelsandprosperity.com. That's angelsandprosperity.com. But I definitely think right now during this time, a great place if you want to make an appointment, definitely through the website. But check me out on, um, on Facebook because I'm doing some free meditations. I just did one a couple weeks ago. Uh, We're going to be doing some free Zoom calls um, on intuition, on increasing relationship, a lot of things that um, have been brewing for me I want to offer. I really want to be of service to people right now and really offer, um, especially when people are, you know, out of work and incomes have shifted, uh, some some free and some loving um, things that we can do. So that's going to be a great place to to connect with me. 
wanted to mention on these free meditations, they're really going to be geared to increasing your immunity, to reducing your stress, to increasing your intuition yourself so that you can really hear spirit's call and spirit's inspiration and, um, and the, the soothing, loving voice of spirit, if you will. And, and those, I just asked a, a really beautiful, sweet man who helped me with my um, music that we did called Oneness, um, Oneness Becomes You. His name's Mark Watson, and he, has, uh, he does channeled work, and he's a musician, and he's just a gorgeous being. His, um, his work is called Angel Earth Music, and he's the one who helped me um, with producing Oneness Becomes You in a channeled form. And I asked him just the other day, again, this, was, this is a great example. I had an intuitive hit. Talk to Mark, see if he's willing to allow you to use some of the music that he has to be background for the meditations that you do that you'll be offering for free. And, you know, my ego was like, oh, uh, 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 you know, kind of freaking out about that. And it was like, and then I heard the call again, the intuitive hit. And so I asked him, and he says, as long as it's for free, that I can use his music. So that is a great place for people to get some support during this time. So look for those. Those are going to be really potent and really sweet and um, really supportive during this time and after. I love it when I get an intuitive hit and it turns out to be true. And then there's this little bit of a celebration that um, I've actually connected somehow. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had an intuitive hit that could not have been more wrong. Waking <laughs> up in the middle of the night, I, I, I was doing some gardening work. And I got uh, some uh, contact dermatitis, plant poisoning, uh, which I've gotten before. I know that I'm allergic to mangoes and Brazilian pepper trees and poison ivy and things like that. And so I've had it before where those leaves have touched my skin somewhere and then, you know, I erupt. Well, I, I was doing some gardening and I got some contact dermatitis. And then all of a sudden it started spreading and I was getting more and more and more spots on me. And I became very concerned that something more was going on because it just wasn't stopping. Mm -hmm. And in the middle of the night, 2.18 in the morning, I bolted out of bed and said, I've got shingles. Mm -hmm. And I called the doctor the next day who's only doing teleconferencing and uh, I got on FaceTime with the doctor, and he looked at it, and he said, you have contact dermatitis. What plants did you get into now, Suzanne? <laughs> and, and so there I was, intuitive, completely wrong. I do not have shingles. I, have, I still have plant poisoning. Well, so. that was just, a, it was, you know, you were concerned, you were worried, you were in fear. And I think that's a great example, right? You were probably getting more and more concerned because of the spread, and so that was increasing your possibly some anxiety and some fear. And that is a trickier time often to hear that inner intuitive voice, which is another great reason for all of us to do our best to reduce our stress and be yeah. calm and do things that, that really get us into a, um, a more comfortable, relaxed state so that we can collectively, not individually and collectively, hear the solutions to today's problems, whatever they are, individually and collectively, right? right? So um, if you're in fear, often it's trickier to 
hear. Um, I ego was. Is, ego is a very, very, very strong voice um, mm-hmm. itself. And so discerning and learning to hear and feel the difference in, I'm saying voice, right, but often it is feeling tones, it's knowing um, its right. in the body. For me, it is, there is an auditory component to it. Um, but we can learn to discern that. And frankly, I wish every school on the planet would be putting that in their curriculum because that would make all the difference in the world. Wouldn't it, though? Wouldn't oh, I, yeah. I, I wanted to go back to something that you said at the opening of the show a long, long time ago, but I wrote it down because yeah. I, I think it's open to interpretation. Okay. You said that the pandemic is a great equalizer. Now, when I heard you say that, what comes up for me is like what you were saying, that there are no borders and we are all one. It does not show a preference for how old or young you are, even though there's been you know, some talk about how young people don't get it as often and older people do. But it doesn't seem to have a preference for rich or poor or what nationality you are or what political party you belong to. But so when you say it's a great equalizer, I think of the virus as as not, um, you know, targeting any particular type of person. But I was wondering if there's more to that than what seems to be obvious. Well, the obvious is there for sure. Um, I think it's the deeper the feeling tone that I'm getting around that is it's the deeper invitation we tend to as a society, especially with social media, even more so, I believe, than ever before, um, you know, with, oh, you have this many followers or you have this many likes, and we're starstruck collectively often, and we put certain people on pedestals as being better than. Uh, we tend to individually have great work to do a- around understanding our worthiness and catching up, if you will, to how spirit, how God, how source, sees and feels about us. And so there's this understanding that, like you said, it does not matter what you do for a living. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. It doesn't matter age. It doesn't, it, it, there's, there's nothing that is pinpointing a certain group, meaning it is going to everyone. And, and it can be a time to realize that, you know, we all put our pants on, you know, one leg at a time. We, when you really boil it down when you distill it down and this is that is such a great word for this time there's a distillation that's happening if individually we can really sit with that each one of us is a blessing each one no matter what you do on this planet for a living no matter who you are no matter your skin color gender all of that every single being is a blessing and no one no one is more than another that's really the collective of what this means around the great equalizer, and it's, it's what's showing. It doesn't matter if you're a world leader. It doesn't matter if you're a musical artist. It doesn't matter if you're a doctor, a nurse, a house um, wife, a uh, house husband. Let's put that in there. It doesn't matter. Everyone is being affected with this virus, and I think the invitation, again, is can we come home to, to that connection with spirit and see ourselves? as well as our brothers and sisters on the planet, as all being of equal value. Everyone. You know, interesting about that equal value thing is um, I've been 
uh, excited and heartened and happy to see the recognition of everybody in the medical field and first responders this 7 p.m. in New York where everyone goes outside and applauds the people in the medical field who are on the front lines of all of this right now. And and simultaneously, and I, I know I could catch some uh, flack for this, but there are no sporting events. And so we're not cheering on our team. We are cheering on medical personnel, people who are putting themselves in the way of this pandemic to relieve human suffering. And, and uh, what I had to say about it, even though I enjoy watching some sports from time to time, is it shows you how unimportant that is. Those extremely well-paid professional sports people, they mean nothing right now. But the medical people are just being so highlighted every single day. And I'm happy to see that. I'm happy that that, that shift in perspective is going on where doctors and nurses are getting applause and, and hoorays for going to work and coming back from work. And this is a worldwide phenomenon, too. It's great to see. Right, right, absolutely. And, you know, what comes to my uh, mind's eye is the idea of even teachers. Uh, I, I don't know that we're applauding teachers at any time, but I sure see quite a lot of love and um offering out to teachers for all, for all those people who are home with their children who are needing to be schooled. Oh my gosh, I have to say I'm feeling very blessed that my children are a little older right now. Um, I mean, I sent them to a Waldorf education because I really wanted to um, homeschool them and give them something different, but I, I thought I would probably um, kill them, and I'd end up in jail. That's not a very angelic thing to say, but that's kind of my joke. <laughs> I just couldn't handle it. There's no way I could do that, right? And so imagine that. You know, perhaps perhaps we put these teachers um, up into this beautiful place of, of, of glory as well to be like, these people are phenomenal. They're phenomenal. They often get paid not enough, right? Their 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 salaries are are often way too low for what they are doing for our our babies, our children, and so my hope is there's there is some great reckoning there too that we really we really honor the people who are taking care of our children and educating them and doing their job that they love so much for so little. Amen. The thing that I want to go back now, you went back to early in the conversation. I would like to go back to this phone consult you had with your physician yesterday, Suzanne. Deborah, one of the things that really came up for Suzanne as a result of this conversation was the revelation she got from her doctor, who's also my doctor, that there are a lot of people out there who are not handling the social isolation aspect of this pandemic at all well. And Suzanne and I kind of scratch our heads because she and I have a pretty good accommodation with each other. We get each other. We can complete each other's sentences. And we've spent, we spent a long time. We did 71 days on the road a few years ago without killing each other. So we know that we can cohabitate peacefully. We can coexist. Right. But what people are finding, if they don't have that, see, there's the rub. 
because what this doctor was saying is that if people are holed up alone, they are really feeling the effects of isolation in a way that is strange to me because I like to tell people that I enjoy my own company tremendously. I don't. <laughs> I get along with myself quite well. I'm the mayor of my own city. But there are people who really are people, persons in the best sense, and it's very hard on them. It's more than abrasive. It's downright depressing according right. to what our doctor was saying. And he worries about many of his patients who just can't stand this isolation anymore, despite the fact that if you go out and you get too involved and you're exposed to something, it could kill you. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, you know, the prayer around that is, again, that some inspiration comes, some new ways of being, of being able to connect with others, you know, whether that's through FaceTime, whether that's picking up the phone, um, you know, that something happens within them that they find that a new way of connecting with people can happen. Uh, we tend to get in ruts, right? We, you know, this is the way I do it. We were talking about change and, you know, and how you like not to have a lot of change through that. And most people feel that way. And yet there's more that, that can happen. And so this idea of connecting with people, you know, even here there's some girlfriends you know, we're always trying to, like, who's going to be in town, and we want to get together actually physically, and and sometimes that just doesn't happen because it just is not working that everyone can be there. And it's like, well, what are we doing? We can get on a, a video call, whether I'm in Mexico and someone's traveling somewhere else. And so it's inspiring um, many of us to do things differently and connect. Yes, does in-person feel great? Absolutely. Um but it's not all we have. We're in an amazing, extraordinary time with all the technology that we have. And so my hope is um, those people find different ways, look for different ways, are inspired maybe through others for different ways, and, um, and that also they, they find um, yeah, just a new path, really, and that they ask for help. And maybe that's an essence here, too, that's really important. You know, I, I, when I talk about and I teach about intuition and being able to follow and hear your own voice, you know, there's, there's three parts. I, I kind of simplify it, if you will, to we ask for help, um, and then we listen reverently for answers, and then we take guided action. When I do those three things, life generally is better. It's not that there isn't some chaos or craziness or intensity or painful experiences that come, but even when those come, if I go back to that formula, asking for help, listening reverently, and then taking guided action, things generally improve pretty quickly, generally. And so this is no different. You know, I find that people who, who are not asking spirit for support and help, um, God, again, whatever word you want to use, they often aren't asking humans, <laughs> you know, their friends, their family, their co-workers for help either. It's this idea of being stoic and having to do it all yourself. You know, we kind of have that in our society, and I'm sure around the world too, where it's like, you have to do this, you have to go it alone, you have to figure it out for yourself. And again, here's an invitation. No, we can't figure all of this out by ourselves. We need our community. We need the global community to move and get through this. So my prayer for those people is that they also are, are shifting and asking for help, whether it's professional help. There's so many um, people online right now that are offering free services and, and free, um, free community group sessions. So my prayer is, and my recommendation for anyone who's listening or may know someone like that, is that they, they turn them on to those things so that they can 
you know, it's funny you should say about asking for help because I actually asked for help from my deceased loved ones. I, I thought, you know, my grandparents went through the depression, my parents went through a lot. And I said, you know, ancestors, you know, please help and guide me during this time, which is difficult at times Absolutely. and and put me in the right direction. So I, I've been asking my ancestors to be there with me. I think they are with me, even though I don't see them or hear them. I think they are around me. And so I've been asking for help even from uh, the spirit world to to guide me to, you know, just doing things uh, easier and better. Absolutely. Uh, to me, that is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. And it was so cute. You're like, I think they're there. And I'm like, what I heard was, you know it, girl. Like, they're there. Of course they're there. They are there. And you can ask for signs. I think it's fun. And I think it's um it's a precious way to, to interact, and perhaps this is when other people do what you just said, can be um, invited to call on their ancestors, their grandparents, their mothers, their fathers, and within even your own home to ask for a sign that that presence is there. Um, it's, it can be very much like the movies where spirit flashes lights that um, haven't been flashing in your home before, and you can ask for that. You can ask for the divine knowing through physical experiences that that you are surrounded by um, those that have uh, left their bodies. Absolutely. I think that's a great practice. I think about that now and again, Deborah. I really do. And it makes me nostalgic for the days when we first lived here <laughs> and we had an oven. Now, that oven, if we had kept it, would not fit the, the room at all because we updated the kitchen and it looks very different in there. It's much more modern. But we had this the oven with the oven timer. And I'm telling you, I had loved ones, presumably based on, on what psychic people and mediums were telling me, my loved ones were quite well aware of Suzanne and I being here and they love to drop in sometimes at very odd hours and make their presence known by setting <laughs> off the oven timer, which we never used except to shut it off when they would turn it on. There, It was just the strangest thing. And one time we even had a psychic medium come in to do a gallery in our home. She was our guest medium and a friend of ours. She walked in, and within a couple of minutes, the oven timer goes off. Of it was course. like the other side was saying, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you know, people think that's far out and really woo, but it actually does happen. I mean, it really, really does happen I, over and over. And I personally delight in that, and, and I always ask for more, more signs. I'm open. Bring it. I love that. Deborah, I am so thrilled that we are going to have part two of this conversation tomorrow. You so are with much us more to once discuss. again on Manson Mitchell on Saturday, 10 o'clock Pacific. And I really appreciate your uh, coming on for the whole weekend. This is the whole Deborah weekend. And thank you so I much bet. for that. I'm so thankful to both of you. We will look forward to tomorrow's talk with Deborah Wilson coming up next. Jupiter, uh, Christine Upchurch, followed by the Susan Harmon Experience and then American Road Trip Talk. Outstanding. Stay tuned whenever possible to AM 1150 and have a safe and healthy, happy weekend, everyone. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.